I'm Julie Hyde, and I believe you can't be a leader of others until you are a leader of self. It all starts with leading you. So if you are ready to be the best leader that you can be, you're in the right place. I'll be chatting to a diverse range of leaders who will spill the beans on their leadership, how they changed the game, insights into their mindset, and how they built the courage and resilience to be a modern leader with impact. Let's get into it. With me today is Carlo Pagano, and he is a corporate warrior with three decades of experience. He's also worked and run small business and has been the president of the City of Melbourne Precincts. He's got a passion for learning and leaving anyone he leads a better version of themselves before he met them. And I'm also very blessed to have him as my friend and consider him a mentor. So welcome, CP. Jules, it has taken a while, but we've got it done. So thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And today we're talking about change because let's face it, after it's three decades in corporate finance, you've seen it. <laughs> Probably most importantly, we're going to talk about how to stay relevant during so much change and disruption. So I suppose the obvious question is, how have you managed the enormous amount of change that you've encountered throughout your career? Yeah, and and you're right. When you say three decades, geez, it does put in perspective, doesn't it? Three decades. And there has been a a massive amount of change. But I think when you you take a step back, you realise that most of that change has just kind of been worded slightly different. And it's how you actually then as an individual adapt to that. And I have been blessed with coming across a lot of people that have supported me, exactly yourself, helped me out a lot. But I think what I've learned to do really well is become more, I suppose, more proactive in where I'm at in, the, in that moment and, and drawing on the resources and well, drawing on people, not so much the resources, but more so the people, really learning on how to work with people at a, at a deeper level rather than I suppose when I started. So when I reflect on when I started and yes, I've had a, I've had a massive amount of time in, in corporate, but I did start out in the family business. So all the way back when, so I was, I was in the retail business when I was eight, nine years old, I was working in the family business which my dad's a cobbler, makes shoes, worked into uh, selling shoes, but also mum worked there as well. So when I reflect on what I think what's been the most, the biggest influence for me, it's been able to draw on those early days, those days where I was sitting there at eight, nine years old, listening to my parents talk to what it meant to connect with people. And these weren't their words, of course, but how to connect with people, how to listen to people, how to ask questions and how to be curious and the more I reflect on those times, the more I realise the other things that have kept me steady throughout the whole time in corporate. So being able to draw on people's experiences, being able to really get at a deeper level the diversity in people and understanding how that can complement myself and also understanding myself in the point where, yeah, I know my strengths, but I'm, I'm very, very comfortable in sharing my weaknesses, I suppose those areas where I'm not great at. And then knowing knowing the people, being able then to draw on their experiences, their strengths, which then complement me and complement them. So I think the, the common thing for me, three decades down the track, it's really been able to uh, adapt to the individuals, but be open to the ideas that are coming through today, which has made, made me more, I suppose, open to listening to them and not being fixed on what it was 
we hear this often, and I still hear it today, but we used to do it this way, and it was always been done this way. Okay, you hear that, then what do you do? And I think for me, it's been able to open myself up a lot more and say, well, okay, there is another way, another 10 ways, another 20 ways to do it. Let's listen. Let's listen. Let's collaborate. And let's make sure that we've got an inclusive environment. So they're the things that's kept me, I think, in tune over these three decades. So when you're talking about the people around you, you're talking about the team that you're working with, and I'm assuming the different generations who are coming through that have different opinions and, you know, approach to how they work and how they see the world. Yeah, spot on. So you've just got to be able to be attuned to what's going on. And so, and I've jumped around a couple of different industries. So we talk about three decades of working in corporate, which I have. I've actually been able and been fortunate enough to work in a vast uh, different array of, of industries as well. And I think when I've worked in hospitality and worked in retail and when I worked in, in the wholesale part of businesses, staying tuned to what is actually going on in social media, I found to be really a great way of staying in tune with what was going on. So I often talk about, yeah, I'm on social media, but it's more about getting the, the sound bites of what actually has been said, what the temperature of the room is, and then adapting it to the, the moment that I'm in. So if I'm in corporate, it's staying attuned to listening to what people are saying. To be relevant, you've got to be able to ensure that you change certain things in your lifestyle, make sure that you maybe lose some habits that you've picked up over the course of the time and then implement some new habits. And those new habits will then take you into that moment that you are and then drive you through into the next phase. So you're spot on when you say it's about the people that I'm coming across, but it's also the peripheral people that are actually outside of my immediate team. It can't just be my immediate team. It's just got to be that, you know, each, each person's almost like a locker room of four people. Once you tap into them, they've got another 10 and those 10 have got another 10. So it's really untapping all those all those people that have formed the person that you're speaking to and listening to them and then making up your own mind as a leader on how that actually complements where you are. So every person that I come across has got a story to tell. It's it's really my duty as a human to listen to the story. At the very least, listen to the story. That's a beautiful way to put it too. So I think one thing you're incredibly good at is connecting with people over the aroma of coffee. <laughs> something that you love you are very very well connected but that's something that you learned early on in your career I think and you sort of had to because of the role that you were in but you didn't let that go so you're really good at keeping in touch with people and you know catching up for coffees hearing people out which is great and it's a real credit to you and I think it's really worked for you as well. Yeah, thanks, Jules. And yeah, the networking part, I never thought of it as a networking. I mean, we will, I'll label it as networking and then I'll label it as networking with purpose. Uh, initially, it was just me being curious. And my parents, as I've said, have come from a, a self-employed. They had their own business. The sales reps would know to get there at about 3 p.m. every day because the coffee was on. They'd be putting the coffee on and everyone would come, have a coffee, have a chat, and then would, they'd go off and do what they did. So when you fast forward X amount of years, I just thought that was normal. That was normality for me, to be able just to have a group of people come together over a coffee. So even still today, I'll go down and speak to people over a coffee, but more out of curiosity. I'm a very curious-natured person, so I just I really enjoy hearing the stories that have taken the people, I call them friends, where they are today. So where they are today is where they are today, but I really am wanting to understand what got them there. 
And yeah, if I can glean something out of that and bring that away with me, absolutely. But the, the real intent to meet with someone over coffee is just the, the real opportunity to listen to a great story and then be able to listen to their great story and just listen to how they've overcome their challenges and how they've faced into what they've faced into. And then again, they are where they are today. But where they are today is just really a combination of a whole lot of different things. So yeah, let's call it networking. Let's call it networking with purpose. But certainly the big thing was just meeting someone. And yes, I love a coffee, but the coffee is more of a, I suppose it's one of those destination things I use. But it's a curiosity part. That's what led me there. But then being authentic, really being authentic in the moment when I'm speaking to people. I found myself asking more questions and talking because I've moved from different industries that's really helped me. So when I spent my time with a finance for 20 plus years, you kind of get that little view that you know it all and you tend to speak more than you listen. And then when I've moved into other companies, no one knows you other than your name. So you need you need to reestablish yourself. And so you ask a lot of questions and then you realize it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to ask that question that probably you're thinking, people are thinking of, but not wanting to ask. I actually had no filter or barrier because I needed to know. So probably hone that skill that I've always had, but it's got me to better understand how important it is. Absolutely. So you touched on relevance before, and I'm really keen to understand how you have ensured that you stay relevant to the changes because I think through your conversations and obviously you're quite an avid reader now, you can see what's coming. Like, or you can just get a feel for what's coming up and therefore how you need to adapt. But what are some tips that you could share with people for how you stay relevant? It's interesting you talk about the reading. So if you if you roll the clock back when I was at school, I used to love reading. I, I used to go to the library and just read. And then I lost the will, the passion, call it what you want. But I'd say three years ago, uh, and I actually keep a record of every book that I read, I keep a record of the content of the book. I look at what the key takeaways of the book. So I'm, I'm reading, then feverishly putting some notes there. and I've got them all stored and I can revisit them. So, you know, I was reading three or four books a month, 18 months ago, and I found that was a good way to relax. But I also found it was actually opening up my mind to different, different things. It didn't really matter what I read initially. It was really more about locking me down for that 20, 30, 40 minutes on a daily basis in the morning just to read. And it just gave me that calmness. But it took me back to what I said about habits. It just created another habit for me in the morning. So I spoke about being prepared for, for things. I want to stay balanced. I want to be in control of events that may, that may come up. And because I've been able to move in different industries, I a lot of the times did not know what was coming my way until it came my way. You know, when I was in, in finance, you kind of know what's coming your way. Yeah, it can get a little bit bumpy and it can get a little bit... But you really knew it was coming. But when I moved into construction and I moved into hospitality, I moved into retail, I didn't know. So I had to really learn that art of staying calm. And if I found myself remaining calm, I was in a better version of myself. And if I was a better version of myself, the people that I was around, the people that I was leading or the business that I was part of got the better version of me and a more clear, concise level of communication that enabled others to keep moving. So it was really about creating those habits that enabled me to just read, slow things down, feel okay, not to have to answer the question in the moment. Like at times I felt 
question comes, Carla must have answer. But having the skill to actually just listen to the question, give that person the knowledge that you're there for them, that was through reading because it, it slowed me down. It slowed me down. So it's really about making sure that I, st- I maintain that positive mindset. I really wanted to be able to have that balance and composure when things came my way. And again, it w- that was really highlighted by changing industries. So when you talk about how I kept on reinventing myself, in the last 13, 14 years, I had no issue at all in leaving where I was to try something completely different. And, and the last movement that I made was off the back of a handshake. There were no contracts. There was none of that stuff that I suppose I've been so wired to have over the many years in finance. It was purely a connection between myself, another person, the desire to achieve something that was so different and left completely up to me. So white bit of paper and say, over to you, off the back of a handshake. And that's been where I've kept myself relevant, reinvented myself, because that wasn't part of me many years ago. So it's all these little things. Suddenly, it's okay to take that jump. It's that belief in yourself. It's all those little things that you do that suddenly pop up and they come from where they come from. Deep down somewhere in the mind, then they pop up and you go, trust it, believe it, use it. But it's been an awesome 12 years post where I was because it's been fresh and I've felt fresh because the handrails and that safety net that's always there is a little bit closer to the ground. It was probably a little bit too high early on in my life. Now it's closer to the ground. That free fall is actually invigorating. So I was going to ask you, like, because when you stepped into a small business, which was hospitality, and it happened to be just before COVID hit, and it's very, very different, let's face it, what did you learn about you during that time? You're right. I moved out of finance off the back of a handshake into hospitality. And that was probably three months before COVID hit. There was no job description. It was a matter of you are now setting this business up for us at a at a wholesale business at a local and national level. You do what you feel is the right thing to do, Carlo. We trust you. Which is a little bit different to probably finance because they're words that were used and probably not the reality. But this was definitely from directors who go over to you. So I remember the first day that on the Monday morning, so I get introduced to the broader team. Carlo is joining us today. Carlo is going to be the national general manager. Any decision that needs to be made goes through Carlo. Do you think too much of that? I thought that's nice to hear and that's great. Thank you very much. Until the meeting finished and the first question I get is about logistics, about the wholesale, about how come something wasn't delivered from the trucks. Now, I don't know much about trucks. I don't know a great deal about logistics Yeah, So, I had to think very quickly, but again, it's all going back to what I was saying previously, just really believing in yourself. So that was the first, say, four to six weeks, got my head around that, and then a little thing called COVID hit. And I recall every morning we tune in to hear what the cases were like because it actually had a direct impact. We knew once it got up between a particular number, we had to shut down. And we're not shutting down a small you know, a small business. It had a lot of moving parts to it. So the initial instinct for me there was, wow. What happens on that Monday? So COVID hit the following day. We're in the boardroom. And I'd say there's about two minutes, three minutes of the three directors going, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? That went no more than two minutes. There was two minutes of maybe pity land. We go into why us, how come all that? No more than two minutes. 
soon as the two minutes clicked, it was straight into what's the opportunity? What do we need to change? There was all these what-if questions coming up, and that was refreshing. We, we had that moment where we did what we did, where we looked at each other and gone, wow, and particularly myself going, hang on, I've just left an industry where I was pretty well established into something where potentially this could blow up real quick. But what I learned there was human, human nature of what can happen and what can you can do when you all have a common goal. You may get there different ways, right? You can, everyone can get there a different way, but there was a commonality. And the commonality was after the first two minutes, what are we going to do? Let's make sure that we protect our staff. Then we started prioritizing things. No one loses their job. Let's work out things that to ensure that no one does lose their job because everyone's got a life and we're going to see ourselves through this. So what does it look like tomorrow? What does it look like the next hour? What does it actually look like when I walk out of the boardroom? So Carlo, over to you. So I did feel this weight come on me, but at the same token, it was a great weight, if that makes sense. It was great to be given that opportunity because all those things that I've been speaking about and wanting to achieve thrust upon me right there. So when I talk about remaining calm, I talk about, you know, having that vision where you can sort of zoom out and go, okay, what needs to occur and having the backing of people. I reflect now and think that was the best hour and a bit, the most intense hour and a bit, but the, the best hour and a bit that I draw on each time there's something professionally or personally that comes my way and I go, what are you going to do? Because you can get through it. So I've shared that story a bit in, in my current environment because we can stay in pity land a little bit too long for reasons that are actually just in our mind as opposed to the reality and obviously i'm very clear on your own journey that you're taking and i've drawn inspiration on that as well but that that moment when COVID hit and i was hospitality and i actually had a i had a conversation with the director and said you know it's okay if you like i'm happy to walk not happy to walk but understanding the bigger picture i will walk and you guys can do what you need to do and the, and the answer was, this is when we need you now. So, no, you're staying. That's pretty cool because the initial instinct is, well, okay, I've just come in. Maybe the timing didn't work. No one's fault. It's okay. Exit left and I'll move on. But, no, the response was very clear and very quick. No, this is now is when we need you. Over to you. So we did what we did and we came out, we came out of that powerhouse. But the learning was awesome and um you know, if you can cram three years, four years of stuff in, you know, in three months, that's what happened. Amazing. Incredibly challenging time that you came through with fine colours, few bumps and bruises, but did incredibly well. Yeah, the business is booming and it's, it's, it's grown, but it wouldn't have happened without the belief of the directors. And sure, they, they, they articulated in very different ways. It was a matter of putting a line down the message and how, they, how it was said. And don't take it personal. It was, this was the message. This was how it was said. And I think that's also helped me a lot. And when I talk about how do you stay relevant, it's, again, the diversity part that I talked about. But making sure you pick out the message and not get lost in how it's communicated. Carl, it's been awesome chatting with you. So if we could finish on what has been the single most important career lesson for you? You know, Jules, curiosity. I stay curious. And I I probably didn't understand that. I just didn't understand the value of that and how important that is when I just started speaking to people and when I, when I observed others. And I, I, I do talk of my background, but the family's 
extended background of their friends are all self-employed. They all came out to Australia and set up their own businesses. And so my circle has always been a little bit of the unknown, being will it succeed, where will the next paycheck come from? I didn't understand that. I did, in that early years, I didn't understand it, although I just knew it was something exciting. So I just kept on throwing myself into the mix of different people and talking to them. And, yeah, sometimes I probably spoke too much and probably sometimes I just and I didn't really listen to what was being said. So now I get it. It's about the curiosity and your being authentic when you are speaking to someone and really want to understand how they got to where they got to and giving them that platform just to speak and not feel like you need to interject and add. I, I don't feel like I need to add more to their story. Their story is just so important. So the curiosity part, I reflect now and think that's where the power is because the more I can actually listen and really understand, it enables me to maintain relevance because I'm hearing real time what's going on. I'm not having to search for it through somewhere else. So, yeah, the curiosity part and really understanding what it means when you're in that moment and allowing the person to have that platform of time to share their version of themselves, that would be that one thing. Fantastic. Thank you, Carlo, for being so generous and also for being such a huge supporter of me. I've seen you grow so much throughout the years that we have known each other, worked together, and, you know, you're a shining light for many, many people. So thank you for sharing your wisdom today. Thanks, Jules. You are a star. Appreciate your time. Thank you. 